Welcome to the Food and Beverage Leaders Podcast. I'm Andy Barr, owner of Barr Transportation. We're so glad you joined us today. Now, our mission here is very simple at Barr Transportation. It's to provide you with the most reliable and honest national transportation for your goods, paired with proactive communication throughout the entire life of the load. Now, this podcast is designed exactly for you. It's for sales managers, produce managers, logistics managers, traffic managers, the entire C-suite, anyone else who really wants to perform at the top of their game in this global food and beverage industry. So whether you're big or small, West Coast or East Coast, this podcast is meant for you. Now make sure to stick around at the end of each show and we'll reveal how you can apply to be on the show yourself so you can grow your authority, build partnerships, and help your business boom. Interviews are about 15 to 20 minutes long and I'll leave you with my favorite quote, preparation plus opportunity equals success. That's it. I'll see you on the inside. Enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Food and Beverage Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Cummings. And today I have Nick Carter, the CEO and co-founder of Market Wagon here with me. Nick, how are you doing? Doing great. How are you, Ben? I'm doing wonderful. So tell me a little bit about Market Wagon for our listeners who don't know what it is. Yeah, Market Wagon is an online farmer's market with delivery. So we are building an entire e-commerce grocery um, system uh, with a supply chain that most of the industrial grocery has just bypassed because they're too small and difficult to deal with. So uh, how did how did it get started? How, or even how did you get started with uh, with the idea? Good question. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually, so I'm a farmer. So I grew up on a small Indiana uh, farm and uh, through the 80s, it was either get big or get out. And we were pretty much on the get out side of things. <laughs> when I was 18, I had to leave. There was just no farm income left. And I would have been the fourth generation farmer there. And my dad held on as a hobby farmer, um, as a lot of people do. And uh, about 10 years later, I had started a career in technology, had tech startups in Indianapolis, did well, and was kind of um, wanting to, I guess, do something that I, I cared more deeply about than just writing code. So um, I realized that I didn't have to be the last Carter to farm. So um, in order to bring about some, you know, a, a rejuvenation of, of family farms, and in sustainable farming, I had to create a marketplace. You know, we had to give access to the market. So we want to bring about some fundamental transformation in the way that Americans buy and consume food. In doing that, I've saved our family farm. So we are now um, thriving, growing again. Uh, my wife and I are back into farming as a family. Our three kids are involved in the farm. Uh, but it's it's so far beyond that. I mean, there's like 2000 vendors on the platform now. It's, wow. it's amazing. Yeah. So tell me how, how does the platform work? Like, do you have your choice of vendors? Do you just go and search for a certain produce or whatever? Yeah. I mean, you can all of the above, right? You, you can uh, search by just the product. You know, you look at breads, you can, you can search, you can go by category. You can also shop by vendor. What we really try to encourage people to do is to definitely build that connection with the, the vendor. So um, over time on the platform, you're going to start uh, realizing that you're not just buying eggs from Market Wagon. You're buying from a farm. And there's a myriad of different suppliers there, and they have different offerings. They may be organic, they may be not GMO, they may be pasture raised. If you've got questions, we create that same kind of connectivity you would expect at a farmer's market. So you can instant chat right there with the farmer on, a pro- on the platform. Wow. Um, you can follow your favorite vendors. You'll start receiving updates from uh, those farmers. So it's a very social interaction, just like you would experience at a farmer's market, because we realize that connectivity 
is really key to, to a food supply beyond just, you know, let me look at the nutrition facts on the side, right? So we're building that kind of, of connectivity. Now, you said you have uh, history in both IT and in farming with the family and everything. So what, what has been some of your biggest struggles in growing the business? Well, some of the biggest struggles in growing the business are, um, you know, scaling growth. It, 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 mm-hmm. takes, uh, it takes a lot of time to uh, get established in a community and let people know who you are if you don't have, like, the budget for a Super Bowl ad, right? Yeah. So there's that. Um, that's, I think that's probably every business. Um, some of the challenges are around regulation. We are, because we are small, um, we're not FDA regulated or USD regulated. Um, all of our individual operations work on a very small localized scale, which means that they fall under usually the local county health departments of the 29 different locations that we operate. Yeah, yeah that's 29 different sets of rule books, 29 different inspectors. Um, uh, that gets interesting and challenging, but we've figured out a way to, to you know, move around that uh, or move with that. I should say we're not moving around it. <laughs> yeah. Now, has there been any sort of keys to your success or anybody listening that is sort of in the food industry as well? Do you find or is there even any advice that you could give to somebody that's trying to scale up? Um, so, yeah, tons. The key to our success really has been uh, our technology. Anything. So. Backing up, the get big or get out had to do with, uh, which was the the motto of our USDA, by the way, in the 70s and 80s. They, they put it on posters, get big or get out. Like, how positive is that? That's aggressive. It's, it's, it's <laughs> very passive aggressive, right? So not even passive. So it was a matter of consolidation. It's more economical. It's more efficient to, to do business with fewer and fewer and fewer vendors, whether that's one giant egg vendor that's got, you know, 100,000 hens and, and you can make one purchase order. You get the idea, right? Yeah. But that efficiency all was pre-computer. So today we can use technology to generate an, an efficient, scalable, you know, operable model that has, instead of one vendor with 100,000 chickens, you know, 50 vendors with, with 2,000 chickens or yeah. 500 vendors with 200 chickens. And that's really what we do. So the technology has been key. Having a good, um, uh, uh, building those efficiencies from technology rather than from consolidation and, and conglomerates. Uh, has been key to our success. The The other big thing is that logistics is complex. Food is the most complex logistics um, thing to do because if you've got multi-temperature, you've got perishability, you've got a varying supply. You may have tomatoes one week, you might not have it the next week from the same supplier. That volatility makes it really, really complex, which is another reason why consolidation seems to make sense pre-technology. But if, if, there's a lot of people that are creating websites, trying to sell food online and and uh, underestimating the difficulty that the, lo- the logistics piece is. You can't walk into the UPS store with a head of lettuce and tell them to ship it. It's not going to work that way. So figure out how you're going to get that food from point A to point B and, and before you get too big. Now, has there been, had been an easy way to figure that out or is it just sort of trial and error throughout the experience? <laughs> well, I have a co-founder. His name's Dan Bruner and he's a, a logistics engineer. <laughs> so that was the way that we figured it out. Was we, we realized that logistics was going to be a major problem or, or something that we had to get over. So I brought to the table the tech aspect and Dan brought full order fulfillment and logistics. And it's been a, a really great marriage. That's awesome. So where do you where do you see uh, Market Wagon moving in the next couple of years? Do you see quite significant growth or where what market space are you hoping to move into? 
Yeah. I mean, everywhere, right? We want everyone in America to have the opportunity to buy from the local food community like this and to buy it online and get it delivered. And um, we are, that's the mission we're on is to, to bring this access pretty much everywhere. So there's about 110 um, cities uh, or geographic regions in the U.S. that we've identified that we can launch in. We're currently in 29 of them. So wow. we're, we're really on a march. Um, and that'll that'll mean about 80% of the U.S. population will have access to delivery through Market Wagon. That's where we're headed. That's crazy. That that's a huge expansion because just from a small family farm uh, to what you're at now. That so what any advice that you would give, or is there any sort of golden rules that you um, could give to a small producer, maybe even a farmer that's looking to get connected with Market Wagon? Yeah. So online is going to be a channel. I mean, one of the things that we we don't want to become the enemy that, that we we're fighting, right? So we realize that con- consolidation is a really big issue. Mm. So we we feel like in order for our farmers to thrive, they need to have multiple channels. If farmers markets are the only channel you can grow in right now, you've got to diversify. And last year's pandemic uh, just highlighted that fact, right? If if you've built an entire farm and your entire channel is just uh, you know five to ten local chefs that you rely on, you've got to diversify. And, and we realize that e-commerce is, is a, the most difficult step for diversification for some of these farmers. So we're creating that path for them. So that's, but we want to be one of their many channels because we want our farmers, our suppliers to be strong, resilient, and thriving. And so we know that they need to have multiple channels. Um, so I would, I would definitely encourage anybody who is, is right now on a one-legged stool to make sure, you know, add some wholesale, add some direct to consumer, add some a CSA and farmers markets. And of course, online, if market wagon is in your area. Um, and um, food is a, is a pennies game. It, it's it, margin is tight in food. And uh, many people who get into it, it takes them years to figure that out. You know, they get to the end of the year and like, how do we not make any money? It's like, well, when you bought those egg cartons for 27 cents a piece, instead of 22 cents a piece, you have no idea how much of an impact that actually had on your bottom line. So you've got to be very, very attentive to every cost um, in the in this industry. And I say that to myself as a former tech guy, where 100% of everything you made was gross profit, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like zero cost of goods sold. That was a learning curve for me. Yeah, that everything sort of starts as sweat equity. And then you don't really, I find a lot of uh, farmers, I've got a lot of friends who are in the farming industry too, and they don't necessarily know where to price themselves. So the pricing can be all over the place. So is that something that Market Wagon takes care of or to have vendors have the option to uh, to price their own products? Vendors price their own products. We provide guidance. So as you're um, entering the price on items, we'll let you know where other similar items have been priced and have been selling at and where you fall in that spectrum. Um, you know, speaking of price, that's another thing I encourage people price needs to be, um, uh, it needs to cover your costs. It needs to definitely, there's a, there's like a minimum floor, right. But, um, it doesn't need to be indexed on costs. I get so many people that go, well, it cost me X for this. And so I'm just going to do, you know, some percentage or some markup or some margin. And I always like to ask, well, have you figured out if, if people will pay even more than that? <laughs> because in a lot of cases they will. You know, so the amount of thing, profit that our farm makes off of certain items um, is way higher simply because they're higher value to the customer. And because we figured out how to produce those items at a, at a high efficiency, we shouldn't be you know, punished for that. Yeah. And you can make more money in doing so. Yeah. Which makes for a, a more successful business. Awesome. Nick, where can people find more about Market Wagon, about yourself? Yeah. So uh, marketwagon.com. It's pretty easy. Go to our website. 
Um, if you enter your zip code, you'll find out if we currently serve you. And if you don't, if you enter your zip code and we don't currently serve you, you can you can sign up to be notified because as I just mentioned a few minutes ago, we will very soon, more than likely, be in your area. So uh, get up uh, on our uh, alert list and we'll let you know when service is available in your area. Um, and people can connect with me online. I'm Carter, like entrepreneur, but Carter at the end, uh, on Twitter and LinkedIn. Awesome. I will be definitely checking. I'm going to look it up as soon as we get off this call, actually. So thank you so very much. Thank you for listening to Food and Beverage Leaders. I am Ben Cummings, and we will see you in the next episode. All right. All right. Thank you for listening to the Food and Beverage Leaders podcast. I'm Andy Barr with Bar Transportation. Now, if you are a successful leader in the food and beverage space, believe in your company, and want to share your story, really look no further. All you have to do is go to bartrans, B-A-H-R-T-R-A-N-S.com forward slash podcast forward slash apply to apply to be on the show. Lastly, if you enjoyed listening to our show, please consider sharing the link or screenshot on your social media account. We want to help as many people as possible who truly believe education and discussion is where it all starts. Of course, if you know someone that would be a great guest, connect with us. I will explore to see if it's a good fit. Again, thank you for listening to the Food and Beverage Leaders Podcast. And as always, we'll leave you with our favorite quote, preparation plus opportunity equals success. Now go crush life, and we'll see you again soon.